Hello and welcome to the special edition of the Coach Me Vancouver podcast. I'm your host, Nadine Stille. Do you feel as if you are never good enough, no matter how many milestones you've achieved? I'm here with three amazing coaches, Faris, Joanna, and Lara, all of whom work not exclusively, but mainly with driven professionals and entrepreneurs. We will talk about their experiences in empowering clients to overcome the feelings that they are not enough. But before we go any further and find out why it is important to deeply believe that you are enough, I'd love to welcome and introduce you to our three amazing coaches. First up, we have Lara Marchiani-Jones. As a co-active trained life and leadership coach, Lara helps entrepreneurs to uncover the hidden diamond within so they can realize their full potential and find their innermost authentic gifts. Joanna Lee is a certified professional coach that specializes in empowering business professionals to overcome their self-limiting beliefs in order to live in alignment with who they are. She believes that inside everyone, there is a fire to be ignited that helps others light that fire within them. Faris Khalife. Faris is a coach for values-driven introvert entrepreneurs who helps them overcome the challenges they face and uh, leverage their natural way of being so they can build on their strengths to thrive in business and in life. All client stories mentioned in this podcast have either been approved for use or been altered to not be identifiable. So let's get the conversation started. Well, there are several goals and topics that uh, your typical driven and entrepreneurial clients have in common. You decided to talk about this particular theme of uh, not being enough. Quoting Simon Sinek, let's start with why. Uh, what made you decide on this topic, especially when you consider your usual clients? Who wants to start first on that one? This is a topic that, or theme that surfaced over and over again with my clients. I have clients that are so amazing, so successful in their careers, and they've accomplished so much. They're looked up to by their peers and well-respected, and yet they still feel that they're never enough. It's just a common theme that's surfaced over and over again. They see the amazingness in them, but they're blind to it. So I find myself spending a lot of time with my clients through the course of many months in order to help them see it and truly appreciate it. So that's why I really wanted to talk about this theme with everyone here. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Faris, do you yes. want to add anything to yeah, that? Yeah, it's like Joanna mentioned, that's a common theme for, I guess, for every every one of us, like as humans, we have that inner critic. Uh, however, there some of us are conscious of it and some are not. So from my experience working with my clients, in the beginning, maybe they're not aware of that, myself included. Like in the past, I wasn't aware of that inner critic and probably I was listening to him. However, now with the self-awareness, I know when to listen and when not to. And we can talk about that later. Mm -hmm. Okay. Lara, anything? Yes, interesting what Faris and Joanna mentioned. Yes, that everyone really brings so many gifts and talents and skills and they're very successful in their own ways. And then when you have a personal conversation with them, you can actually hear the, the voices in their head that tells them they're not good enough, they are not doing enough, they're not uh, performing enough. So there is a bit of chatter there. And so, yes, the coaching conversation really helps them recognize, like Faris has mentioned, that external voices, they interfere with their progress. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you just mentioned that that inner voice or that inner critic, right? Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's our understanding that there is that voice, that inner critic, and it plays a a, a big part of feeling mm-hmm. you're not enough. Can you explain exactly what is an inner critic, and uh, does everyone have one? I actually recognize there is not just one inner critic. Ah. I've uh, realized that there are different, what we call saboteurs in coaching language. There are different voices in our head and these voices sort of have become voices in our subconscious that drives what we do. And so they might be the inner critic, but they might be the judge. They might be the person that is looking down on the individual. So there are different voices that interfere with that real soul voice that is authentic to the individuals. So by being able to recognize what these voices are, it's much easier to isolate oneself from it. Mm -hmm. I recently read a book called um, The Inside Team. Uh, It's a coaching book, and it's really highlight the power of identifying all the different voices that drives what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great point, uh, Laura. To build on that for the viewers that they're not familiar with what we mean by that voice, it's uh, I'll give an example. So, for example, when something crosses our mind, saying something, I'm not good enough, or I'm not good at this, or I'm not good with numbers, I can't get that job because I'm not qualified. These are the kind of voices. There's nothing wrong with having these voices. We can't, like, it's natural for us to have them. Mm-hmm. The, the point here is to examine these thoughts. Uh, is it true? Is it true that I'm, I'm not enough to or not qualified for that job? Mm-hmm. So as long as we examine them and, and not just take it as a face value, like, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not good enough and just you stay at your current job just because that voice told you so. Because these voices, uh, they're coming from somewhere. Maybe it's not your voice. Maybe, I don't know, when you were 10 years old, a teacher told you uh, you're not qualified. And as a kid, that really stuck in your head. Mm-hmm. And unconsciously, you start repeating that and you think that's uh, that's the truth. However, that's the idea to examine. Is it truth or mm-hmm. is it just an unconscious uh belief we have in our head mm-hmm. well said faris yeah. there's a lot of head nodding <laughs> going <laughs> up <laughs> yeah um jana do you also think that there's several mm-hmm. um, voices going in, in in everyone or anything yeah so? absolutely I, I i think that's really the case actually i personally struggle with it too i'm sure everyone has some sort of um, inner critic in them mm-hmm. and i i feel like especially before i came across coaching i just took all these assumptions I'm making mm. about myself as mm-hmm. truth. And really, am I really not qualified for this job? Like if I really deeply examine it, um, maybe I'd be like, okay, 90% of uh, me is saying that, no, I'm not qualified, but there's 10% that says, oh, maybe I am. So that's sort of where you start to see, okay, there's a, there is a way to peel apart this inner voice, mm-hmm. this inner critic. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. 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 Next question I had noted down, you already um, kind of touched on it, is that how does that uh, inner critic show up? Mm. What does it sound like, feel mm-hmm. like? Mm-hmm. Is there something that, you know, people can look out for to recognize that, to, to yeah. get that awareness in the first place that you all talked about? Yeah, when I feel my inner critic creeping in, it makes me feel bad about myself. It's like that feeling of... I'm undeserving. I'm not worthy. It's that mm-hmm. feeling. And it makes my body just feel like 
kind of like oh slouched almost. So there, it's a physical reaction to me.、Mm-hmm. So that's how I recognize this inner critic is creeping in, and I often find that it's the same thing with a lot of my clients as well. When I ask them to get in touch with this inner critic and ask them to visualize what does this inner critic look like if it had a face, what does it,、um, what would it wear, what's the color, what's the sound, and really put that into context, and that is how you shine a light on the inner critic. And once you shine a light on the inner critic, it's no longer that scary.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked what you said about trying to imagine how that inner critic is, because I, when you separate yourself from that inner critic, it becomes much easier to identify, because it's not you. So then the language even changes. Instead of say I, you could say my inner critic,、mm-hmm. or the inner critic. So it's not you, because there's a separation between the reality you and that、uh, inner critic. Going back to your point, Nadine,、uh, on、uh, the emotions, Joanna, that's great that you can identify it with a feeling or an emotion, and so I think that requires training and practice.、Uh, it's like a muscle.、Mm-hmm. Once you start getting in touch with yourself and have that self awareness, then it can show up in different ways for different people. So for Joanna, she's feeling it on a physical level.、Uh, some other people can just see the pattern. Like every time this comes up, I automatically think that, or it could be guilt. For example, someone eats, I don't know, a chocolate, and then afterwards saying, "Oh, I shouldn't、uh, have ate, eaten that, and this is bad for me. Why did I do that?" Then you're just being hard on yourself.、Mm-hmm. So the idea when you catch yourself, for example, going that path, is to be more compassionate about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And something that I noticed that obviously amongst coaches is much easier to recognize what a hidden critic is. For our clients, they never really, they might not have ever really realized that. So a question that often comes up is, "Who is speaking right now?"、Mm. And they say, "That's me." It's like, but if you really think for a second, if you close your eyes and you listen to it, and if you tap into perhaps your true voice, yeah, there is the inner critic, and there is the authentic of us, like、um, what we call. The the source of us, and so if you for a second tap into what is it that is meaningful to you, and and all of a sudden that inner voice that is attentive to us comes back, and then you can sort of differentiate. Ah, okay, so maybe I remember it was my dad say that I wasn't good enough, and I kept on hearing that, and I. Continue to live my life thinking that that's the truth, but in reality,、uh, I've demonstrated in my life that I am good enough.、Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so kind of、um, helping the clients realize that distinction also is an interesting journey.、Mm. Yeah. And I, I bet it's not、uh, that easy either to identify that, right? And, no, that's and, right. And get there, yeah. And it's it's going deep in some cases,、mm-hmm. probably going back quite a while.、Right? Yeah. And I really like what Joanna said.、Uh, it's like,、um, okay, what what does this inner critic look like?、Uh, what's the appearance? What's the the feelings? Just thinking about it. So being able to put a face or a persona to it is much easier for you to hear it, you know,、mm. and distance yourself from it. I just have this、uh, vision in my head right now of, of having actually a vision board around it, right? Just like have a picture of something on your fridge or some on your desk, even. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, who's speaking?、Ah. <laughs> you know, it's like maybe the the devil and the angel on、mm. on each、right. side of your shoulder、yes. as、yeah. well, right?、Uh-huh. What does that look like? Who's who、yeah. speaking? <laughs> <laughs> and have that constant reminder: Hey, is this is this true? We've already touched it a bit on、uh, how that inner voice or that inner critic and that feeling of not being good enough might hold you back. For instance, not applying for a particular job position、mm-hmm. or not 
fully enjoying life in some way, but maybe you can uh, shed some more light on how that feeling might hold uh, people back. Sometimes it's a, a coping mechanism. Like if something is scary, we convince ourselves because if it's not scary, then we'll do it. And sometimes some people are scared to do it. So they go to automatically to that judge or the judge uh, comes up and say, yeah, you're not qualified and all that. So that uh, holds that person. Not allowing you to uh, fulfill your full potential because we are probably that person is capable and they're whole and they can do many things and, and they're super skilled. So that voice will hold them back and uh, hinder them from pursuing things that they want to do. And I, I, we were referring to work situation, but could be any situation, even personal. Approaching someone that you have a crush on them and you're thinking, no, I'm, I'm, I'm ugly or I'm not good enough. Or, so it could apply it to different aspects in life. So that will hold us back and limit our exposure, experience and living a fulfilling life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you feel that, uh, or do you think that, especially with the clients that you work with, like entrepreneurs and, and driven professionals, it might hold them back that much more? Or is there, do you see a parallel? So in my case, since I work with introverts specifically, some introverts might have the, the story in their head that as an introvert, I can't do public speaking. As an introvert, I can't socialize. As an introvert, I can't have many friends. So all these assumptions or distortions or myths or misunderstanding their personality. So from my perspective, that's a common thing I hear from my clients, uh, introvert entrepreneurs. Hmm. And it's nearly maybe even um, a bit like a, a safety a mechanism too in a way you can hide behind that label or that you you put yourself in that box and then that's safe and you're staying there is that something exactly does that resonate yeah and lara mentioned that earlier about the saboteur is one of them is the victim falling into that uh, blaming things like i can do this because i'm like that and and that's safety like you said nadine mm-hmm. Yeah, I love to build on that point. I see a lot in my clients as well, saying things like, oh, I'm not capable enough, so why bother? Why am I going to try this? Because I might fail anyways. So Mm -hmm. that starts to become an excuse for themselves. Mm -hmm. And so they really limit their fullest potential. Like They they limit themselves that way. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then getting stuck in that Mm -hmm. position, right? Because they're not moving past it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, let's move on to solutions. Hmm. <laughs> what are some ways to overcome this belief of not being enough and really playing it safe, playing it small, um, not moving outside your comfort zone, right? Mm-hmm. What are ways to overcome that? Lara, do you want to yes, go first? Yes, yes. <laughs> so what I notice with my client is that they really believe in that voice and they get really stuck and their body language really tells me that they're in that space of... Um, lack of self-confidence somehow. And so what I noticed is that changing perspective might shift things around. So how do we do that? Uh, Physically, I really ask them to move somewhere else. And I physically ask them to straighten their shoulder and just really just relax and maybe even imagine a situation where they were successful. They had incredible pride for what they did and people around them were were praising for what they were doing all of a sudden you can see that they had this other captain or voice around them that highlight the whole way of behaving and so they're just different 
So then I asked them to reflect back on their initial issues and their initial doubt. And all of a sudden, they saw it's like, oh, actually, that was just a perspective. Mm-hmm. That was just a belief. But actually, they could see that there were instances where they were successful and they did really well. So shifting physically and mentally perspective might really help them to recognize the potential. Hmm. It's a bit like role-playing that came. Yes. Um, I was mm-hmm. like, what would it be like if you were successful, right? Yes. And then you actually play that out and Even that, go yes. into that role. Mm-hmm. I really like what you said, Nadine. So it's really just you want to go back to the past, something that they did well, or imagine taking them back into the future. It's like, okay, mm. imagine uh, March 2nd, 2025, and you are successful and your business has grown to five different cities and everybody is really eager to get your products. Where are you? What's happening? And so they all of a sudden start visioning what the potential may be there. And all of a sudden, the initial voice is actually become really, really quiet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Jana Great point, Paris, yeah. I love it. I love that point. And that's something I also use my clients a lot, changing their geography and body positions so that they can tap into the energy of um, that authentic self. What I call is an inner leader. So there's mm-hmm. an inner critic. There's also an inner leader. Mm-hmm. So that inner leader is your true self, mm-hmm. the person that tells you you are good enough, you can do this, mm-hmm. and you are capable of greatness, all of that good things. Getting themselves tap into that energy by standing the way that your inner leader will stand. You know, look the way that you uh, that your inner leader will look and walk around the room as if you are that person mm-hmm. and slowly get themselves into that position and go from there and then ask them to think about what's possible now that mm-hmm. you are in this position. And that's one way I will work with my clients to overcome this belief of not being good enough. Something else I also try is to just ask them to um, to realize or ask them questions that help them to realize how their current belief of not being good enough is holding them back. Mm. And that's something that they could think about, journal, reflect, and eventually they will understand, hey, this is not serving me. This is not getting me to where I want to go. Mm-hmm. And then I'll ask them, if you don't have that belief or that thought, what will be possible now? Mm. Well, that's another mm. way to yeah. help them move past it. Yeah. Well said, Joanna. Yeah. Great points. I just want to add on that. So probably if someone listening to this and they, they're not aware of this topic might think like now we're in denial, like when we tell someone to do that or when someone does that, they're in denial trying to be someone they're not. And that's not the case. Like Joanna said, you're going to your authentic self. So mm-hmm. it's not about trying to be someone else. You're trying to go to your original self because when we are born, we are complete, we're, we were enough and, and we are enough. However, with, uh, with time and as growing up with the interaction with maybe school, teachers, parents, culture, etc. So all these things are thrown at us in a negative way sometimes and affect us. So what you're trying to do is uncover who you really are. So it's not about you trying to be someone you're not. You're just going back to the original you, which is authentic mm-hmm. self or the inner leader that is uh, you and is capable. And probably because the other uh, way of thinking, the inner critic, probably distorted. So probably it's not true. So let's say it's true for argument's sake that, all right, you're not qualified for that job. All right, so what would be uh, a positive uh, solution, not positive, or 
helpful solution is to go maybe take a course and get qualified and then apply for the job. The idea here is not to deny it or avoid or or be in denial. So there's an issue. How can I tackle it effectively? Mm-hmm. Either it's distorted, it's not true, so you just let that go. Or if it's true, then how can you improve on it to make it better for you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that brings up another great point about there's almost a choice. Mm-hmm. So you, when we are helping our clients become aware of, okay, you got an inner leader, you got an inner critic, you got some other roles in your um, in your mind, like different like victim, whatever that may be. You choose. You choose which one you want to listen to mm-hmm. for this option or decision, whatever you are trying to do next. Mm-hmm. So this kind of help them too to mm-hmm. to empower them. You are at choice here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. it it puts the power back on mm. you, right? You're mm-hmm. in the uh, driver's seat, and especially if you have the the victim role play out mm-hmm. um, pretty quickly, you can get out of that right away and or much faster. Um, then, so say you know someone's been coached by you and, and and they have identified it, and even you know through this podcast they found out, okay, yeah, these are the voices that are speaking. This is what I need to do, and they have this initial aha moment. How do you how do you keep that up? It's like because mm-hmm. <laughs> it it needs training. I think uh, it was you, Faris, who said earlier you need to work it like a a, a muscle mm-hmm. and make sure that you don't fall back into it too much. I think there's always ways where you can, you know, where the, the voices come back up depending on the situation. But um, how do you get yourself out of that constantly and keep up um, the feeling of being enough and checking in with yourself? Great question. And uh, I love to hear from her and Joanna because there's many tools. I'll share mine. Mm-hmm. Meditation is a is a great start. Our, it's not just a get start. It's great in general. Continuously meditating because you're calming your mind, you're observing your thoughts, and and through that you're gaining more uh, self awareness. So mm-hmm. meditation is a great platform. And the second is understand who we are. So do uh, like exercises to identify what are your values, what do you value in life, uh, what is your personality type, what are your key strengths, what's your why. All these kind of questions uh, uncover who you really are. And once you sure of yourself and you know who uh, who you are and why you're doing what you're doing you you know your values that will anchor you and in these situations you can refer back to those and refer back to your Mm -hmm. own values something that i found helpful with my client when they realize that inner critic that is present i sort of ask them to so what would remind you that at that particular moment when you're doing something, the inner critic is, is speaking? So I remember I had one client and her supervisor was criticizing her for her work all the time. So she has this idea that she wasn't good enough. She needed to be aware whether the voice that was speaking in her mind was hers or her supervisor's mm-hmm. head. So things as simple as that, it could be very different for each client. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love both of the points that Ferris and uh, Laura you've been making. Knowing yourself, knowing who you are will really help you uh, reaffirm, hey, this is who I am. So you start to filter out a lot of the noises mm-hmm. that will feed the inner critic. So that's great. And also having them to have a constant physical reminder mm-hmm. that will help them uh, remind themselves of their inner leader, who they truly are. Mm-hmm. One other thing I actually use with my clients is I, I ask them to really identify the moment that the inner critic creeps in. For example, in the upcoming week, really pay attention to when the inner critic creeps in. Mm -hmm. And at that point, what would you do 
And what would you say to the inner critic to bring out your inner leader? Something like that.、Mm. So、mm. things that actually work really well for myself is、um, I tap into the geography. So I stand up and stand away of my inner leader. So I, my inner leader is Batman. So、mm. I actually stand in that way, like that stance, power stance, and feel like I am Batman、mm. and I am fearless,、mm. and really feel that energy、mm-hmm. before a presentation, like something I'm really scared about, and I'll be like, okay, so I am Batman. So what am I afraid of?、Mm. That really helps me to keep up with the inner critic and telling them, okay,、mm-hmm. so well, thank you, but. Now it's my show.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes,、awesome. I really like Joanna how <laughs> you shed light on focusing your attention on the inner leader.、Mm-hmm. Kind、yeah. of remind、mm-hmm. yourself that that's also there. Yeah,、It、keeps coming back to that. And, yes.、Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm interested. Who's your、uh, Who's your inner critic? Is it also a comic book figure? <laughs> Joanna, yeah, do you want to share?、Uh, I don't have actually, you know, a figure for it, but I know the feeling. So it, it, for me, it's more like a physical reaction. I could feel.、Mm-hmm. I could hear the voices like telling me what I'm not good at, or、mm-hmm. I feel my body just slouch.、Mm-hmm. So that tells me, okay, so、mm-hmm. inner critic is here,、mm-hmm. and that's when I know, okay, now I need to bring out my inner leader. Yeah, bad. Men come out. Yeah,、now. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I, to build on that, what's beneficial in these situations to be compassionate, so not also to get upset at the inner critic. So、mm-hmm. yeah, just so listen、important. to it. Say, all right,、mm-hmm. I got you. I hear you. Yeah, <laughs> I really like what you said, Faris. In fact, coming back to compassion is really realizing what's the inner critic's purpose.、Mm-hmm. Really asking that question to the clients as well that makes them aware, perhaps that they're to protect you or make sure that you don't do silly things. And so recognizing their role and thanking them for that, and maybe asking them, okay, now I really want to tap into my inner reader right now, and I don't need to listen to that. <laughs> So, That's a great of, point, Laura, because、mm. there's a purpose for it to be there. Yes. Probably some people might ask, though, why is it there if it's not?、Yeah. There's a purpose, and probably in the past because we had different issues. So、mm-hmm. back in the day,、mm. probably we needed that, that critic to keep us safe. So、mm-hmm. if we're going inside a jungle and to hesitate to do that because we might be eaten by I know animals or yeah. So there was a reason for that. But these days, because we're secure with. Maybe we're fortunate in a situation where we're secure, so that inner critic still plays a, a role,、mm-hmm. but maybe not as important.、Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. yeah, that's great. I really like that, and I have asked my clients to do exercises. Be like, some of my clients are not willing to let go of the、mm. inner critic, so I've asked them, okay, so now you reflect on how is this inner critic serving you?、Mm. How is it holding you back? So asking to look at both sides, and now you you, you decide what part of the inner critic do you want to keep with you.、Mm. So, mm. It's always back, and you always have a choice, right?、Yeah. <laughs> It's always back to the to the client. Great. So there's a a lot of ways that you can obviously help help your clients、um, going into you know get the self awareness, get to know about your yourself, your values, your passions, your strengths, your own beliefs and、uh, and truths. So people can reach out to you、um, if they want to book、uh, a free initial coaching session with you. Just go to、uh, coachmevancouver.com forward slash book. And、uh, I think that's it、uh, for now. Thank you so much for、uh, joining us today, and stay curious. Bye, everyone. Thank you, Nadine. Bye. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye bye. Thank you, Joanna Faris. Bye bye. Bye, <laughs> bye everyone. Bye.